0: Growing up, growing up in Finland, I didn't know anything about Halloween and its trick-or-treating. What a amount of candy I must have missed. But on a hindsight, I'm sure I had more fun when tricks were not limited to one specific day of the year. My brother and I loved doing tricks whenever an opportunity presented itself. Our poor victims were our friends, our mother, and, well, even some of our teachers. The ones we knew to be safe, so that the consequences were not to be too hard for, on us. One day, we wanted to trick one of our friends, who was an avid collector of butterflies. We had often walked in with him in the woods, and on the fields looking for different caterpillars that he would keep in his terrarium until they turned into butterflies. One of his big dreams was to have death's head hawk moth to crown his collection. It is a large moth that has a wingspan of 4 to 5 inches. And fittingly to Halloween, it has a patch of short yellowish hairs on the thorax that gives the impression of depicting a human skull. It very, very rarely finds its way to Finland. And its big green caterpillar would still almost fill my hand. and we had just the right kind of prank caterpillar laying around. So I climbed a spruce. I was smaller and more agile to weave my way through the dense branches, and my brother preferred to stay on the ground anyway. I planted the prank caterpillar to about 20 feet so that it was clearly visible from the ground. Then we ran to tell the exciting sight to our friend, who instantly started running because he too wanted to see it. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but because of the crowd, which certainly had no sympathy points to Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and rich. He most likely had gotten rich through oppression and was very possibly the most hated man in Jericho. He worked for the Romans and was regarded as a traitor to his own people. He had the right to set the tax rate and keep whatever he collected more than the Romans asked for. Zacchaeus could not expect anyone to make room for him in the front row to see Jesus as he was passing by. And Zacchaeus was too short to see anything if somebody stood in front of him. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in his effort to see who Jesus was. By doing so, he risked ridiculing himself. Kenneth Bailey provide some cultural norms of that time and place. And according to him, a grown man would never want to be seen running, climbing a tree. We've heard this story about Zacchaeus many times. We might have seen cartoons or images of Jesus talking to Zacchaeus, sitting in the tree, and then hurrying down all smiles. In my eyes, and in my mind, there's something very sympathetic and happy about their interaction. But think about it. A grown man, very dignified in his fancy clothing, running and climbing a tree. To those present at that time, It would have looked much like us seeing Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer running ahead of a crowd and climbing a tree to see some celebrity pass by. But Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. Of course, he already knew that Jesus was the son of Joseph, comes from Nazareth, drives out demons, heals the sick, eats with sinners, teaches crowds under the sky, and argues with religious leaders in synagogues, and breaks Sabbath rules. Zacchaeus knew all that, and knowing all that, drives his want to see Jesus For that, he, like a child, ran, climbed a tree, and sat in the cover of the big leaves of the sycamore tree, waiting for Jesus to pass by. But Jesus did not pass by. Jesus stopped and looked right at Zacchaeus and called him by his name. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For I must stay at your house today. As Jesus invites himself to Zacchaeus's house, he's not saying anything about conversion or repentance or that Zacchaeus needs to give half of his possessions to the poor. Jesus simply desires to stay with this outcast, with this man rejected by others, With this man who too is a son of Abraham. From Paul's letters, we can gather that we are known as descendants of Abraham. Not by our DNA, but by our faith. We have a tendency to think that to get closer to God, we must first convert ourselves. Change our way of life. Return to the right path, and once this turnaround has been accomplished, God opens the door to us. The story of Zacchaeus affirms that it is the reverse order that God has chosen. Jesus showed God's forgiveness by entering the life and house of a sinner. And the sinner's repentance followed as a consequence Standing, Zacchaeus said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. It is not our conversion, our good deeds that justify us. We are justified by the grace of God through faith. It is God who knocks at our door and offers us grace. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. It is God's love for us that is first offered to us and our conversion Our repentance, our good deeds are results of this love received and accepted. Like Zacchaeus, who hurried down from the tree and was happy to welcome Jesus, we need to open the door of our hearts and receive welcome Jesus. If we keep the door closed, there is no faith, no conversion. No repentance, no grace, no love, nothing. We are at the mercy of ourselves. And very soon, in the liturgy, we have confession, followed by absolution. This might give us an impression that first we have to repent, and then we get forgiveness as a reward for repenting. But the story of Zacchaeus points out that we are doing this backwards. With God, forgiveness and acceptance is there before we repent. Today's Gospel reading underlines the abundance of God's love for us. Brother Roger of Tezé has put these words in the mouth of God. Your past I have hidden in my heart, your future I have already taken care. Your past I have hidden in my heart, of your future I have already taken care.